Hey guys, Barney here. I just want to take a quick moment to talk about the program that brings The Big Top to life, Zencaster. I use Zencaster for all my recordings, and since taking over The Big Top fully, I have actually tried other systems, but I ended up sticking with Zencaster. It's so easy to use. You don't have to download anything, just log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. It records studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with guests, along with a full suite of professional tools that let you produce and publish all from one dashboard. Being a creator has genuinely never been easier. And I love that I can send a simple link to my guests and we can record over a video call wherever they are in the world. Also, if you're like me and cannot stand the sound of your voice, Zencaster's built-in post-production process makes such a difference. It automatically removes ums and ahs, awkward pauses, reduces background noise, and makes me sound so much better. Plus, the hobbyist and Creator Plus accounts are always free to use, and their professional accounts are free to try for 14 days, no credit card required. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use my code BIGTOP, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Pussy Willow's daddy. And welcome to The Big Top. I am your host, Barney, and today I am joined by the one and only Daddy of Degenerates, who I met at Capcom and who decided to surprise me by clowning up just for this episode. Before we begin, I want to quickly give a shout out to at Cuckmutt on Twitter, who sent in a quick little email that I'm going to read now. Hey, I love the podcast. Just a little funny observation. Guest breathes even slightly. Host, it's okay, you can burp, okay? Please just fucking burp right down the mic. My pretty dull kink story is that a long series of awkward, bad, and unsatisfying vanilla sex led me to discover my true perverted desires of not getting to have any sex at all. (laughs) And then he signs off. Uh, Thank you for alerting me to just how gross and disgusting I have become since making this podcast. Um, And thank you for writing in. Please keep sending in your lovely kinky stories to thebigtop.pod at gmail.com. That's thebigtop.pod at gmail.com. And if you get the chance to rate and review this podcast, I promise to maybe stop burping quite so much. Maybe. Today the circus is in Orlando, Florida, and I invite you to join me as we go under the big top. Hello, welcome. Welcome to the big top. Thank you for joining me. Oh, I think big top is such an inappropriate name for this because you're neither big or a top. I'm, how dare you slander me on my own. I invite you onto my own podcast. And you, <laughs> I am both of those things. Yeah, I know. I just, you know what? The joke was there. I had to take it. <laughs> I'm both of those things. I'm also not both of those things. I am also sometimes little and sometimes a bottom. It's true. <laughs> I feel like I can't get away with being big with you. <sighs> I could look at you all day. Oh, thanks. Oh, you're so pretty. I changed my costume just for you. <laughs> you got clowned up just for me. But, like, different costume than yesterday. I absolutely love that jacket. That is... Where are you getting all this stuff from? Secrets. <sighs> I'm so jealous. Okay, I'm just making plans. So, I want to come to the U.S. around my birthday in July. Mm-hmm. thinking of making a little stop in Florida. See if I can procure some of these cool cool costumes because i don't have cool costume pieces like this although today i did get a fucking cool 
my suit was yeah i saw that you were in latex and that is one of my things so i really appreciated the latex okay you're gonna like it when you see the photos uh when the like i I showed you my photos but they're not very good like the photographer took some good some good snaps and of course there's a butt zip and i got two cod pieces and one of them is inflatable and it's like a big red uh a big red nose (laughs) <laughs> oh you look so fucking cute yeah i if only i was still in makeup but alas i had to put on my human face to come home Honk. i mean i've often thought of like what would happen if i had to go through a drive through like a clown nothing is what would happen but i mean i love the attention so right yeah like i so we actually shot outside and there's uh, a children's playground and they were like oh let's go over there and i was like no <laughs> Uh, let's not (laughs) let's definitely not they're like oh okay well the basketball court is free so let's let's go shoot in there so we went and shot in this basketball court out in the open for everyone to see it was fun it was super super fun oh my god you have to you have to send a picture to neon okay did you already i did i did not oh my god you look so pretty you're such a fucking hot clown you're such a good clown you like really kind of nailed this thanks yeah i uh i definitely think that my my clown makeup has even though like i've kept it the same since i first did it uh like it's evolved and it's become better like i think the eyebrows really worked out this time yeah yeah also when did you do this face for the first time because when we clowned up with neon you just did it and i was like oh that was the first time that was literally the first time that's what i thought and i was like i was so impressed yeah, I um I looked at some Ringling photos like literally right yeah. there like on my phone and I was like, okay, I like this of this person's makeup, I like this of this person's makeup and I just put them all together on my face and it works really nicely with my face shape because I have like my I have a round face so like my cheeks come out just a bit and I think that the eye makeup really highlights all of that and it just works well on my face. Totally. Not to get technical, but you really nailed the like whole point of clown makeup, which is to exaggerate what's already there, as opposed to something like drag where you you, you cover it up. Like you really yeah. went with the shape of your face and like And the so fun fact, my facial hair is I keep it this way because I'm a performer and it does just that. It it's it perfect. Exaggerates my face. Yeah. So like what uh like clowns have the pips in the corner of their their mouth, like my yep my goatee goes there so it kind of does the same thing (laughs) damn you look so brilliant okay i want to talk about ringling quickly actually because i i don't think i've given them enough lip service that ringling was so brilliant when it came to their clowns and the ringling clowns inspired like all of my ideas of what i want my clown to look like and that's why i really like the combo of kind of this cool clown, you know, like yeah. bright, fun costumes. Like this, like this jacket, like is so totally the kind of thing that I would wear. I always want it to be kind of like fun and bright, but like, yeah, kind of like a cool kid. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. big shoes, but they're converse and like the big hat and like. Well, the Ringling Brothers Circus has has kind of made a um, kind of a blueprint to what the American clown is. Yeah. Which, like, that's this style is the American clown. And they have kind of a few things that need to be there to be, you know, part of, to be a ringling clown. And they they create this school that that kind of lays those blueprints, like, this is what we want, this is Mm -hmm. what we're looking for. 
you know, so clowns can become that. And, you know, it's a very sought after title for a performer to be, to go to college. Um, But like some of those things are the style of makeup. Like they very much go for the goose clown. Now they, they did some full white face clowns, like in the nineties and stuff like that, but they kind of shied away from that. Yeah, they t- they moved away from it, and I think that's why a goose like style is. I tried whiteface once, and I hated how I looked. But yeah, I I, I there's something about um. I think a lot of that moving away from it was that they wanted to make clowns more personable because I think that was around the time where they, they were trying to make clowns more appealing to a younger generation in a way that wasn't like a horror clown. And so, first of all, it was to make them look like people, you know, it's like, which I think is why they did the whole, like, they look cool. And the Auguste style, which is just, you know, sort of like white eyes, white muzzle, red cheeks. Yeah. And and they had the pre-show thing where you could come an hour before anyone with a ticket could meet the clowns. Which I did as a kid. Did you really? Oh, you went to Ringling? Yeah. I mean, Ringling was like a annual tradition for my family growing up. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I guess they were never really in the UK. No, no. So to me, it's just like a, a very standard thing, you know, to have Ringling in my life. And it, it was like an annual thing that my family went to um, oh, God. until I was probably like 10 or 11. So like, you know, not fully adult, but like we, we just were not interested in the circus. But like performing has always been something, you know, that has been a part of me. Mm. Um, that's why like my furry name is Playbill, which is... The magazine, technically, they're a magazine service that provides the programs to mm-hmm. most major shows in the United States. Um, some people do their own, but whereas here we call that a program, you get like the whole booklet. You have to buy a program. Whereas in the states, they'll just give you a playbill when you arrive. But it, it means that yeah, if you're not, they're talking about a program if you're from the UK. Because yeah. people, I when I worked in the theater, people would like ask for a playbill, and I'd be like, excuse me. No idea yeah, well, thing. like Playbill is a brand. Um, it's oh, is Kleenex. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playbill is is oh. like an actual company that produces programs, uh, but they say up on the top, Playbill. So, like, that is the. Um, I have a Playbill collection, by the way. Oh, you're one of those. <laughs> I'm gonna vote. There we go. Um, yeah, Ringling. I always was so enamored and fascinated with the Ringling clowns because that was just I that was by far the coolest thing I've ever seen and because they were so like personable they seemed like fun and cool and there's nothing creepy about them there's nothing weird about them and so there was a part of me that for years wasn't you know I would have loved to have gone to like clown college and and but then also clowning is very sexual for me so I, I always felt very conflicted about that I kind of felt like I couldn't have it both ways I couldn't enjoy the like artistic performance side of it yeah and that's kind of where I am now actually is like so for me like being a furry like furry has never been sexual for me never at all and it's always been like a performance for me mm-hmm. um and then like ABDL is like it's you know, completely on the sexual side, kind of. I mean, I I do some non-sexual scenes, but like it, it is a, a fetish or a kink. So like it relates to my, my sexual desires. And then clowning, like I love the performance of it, but like then there's also the kinky side. And I'm like, it's always been one or the other with me. Like it's always been like performance or like kinky and like clowning. I'm like, all right, where does this fall? Like how yeah. do, my mind has had trouble kind of wrapping 
itself around that debacle because like when something becomes kinky to me it falls out of my vanilla life i feel very uncomfortable talking about you know bathroom habits at work because it relates to like my abdl side like uh-huh that that awkward conversation where some you know coworker jokes about diapers and i'm like ha, ha, oh. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So it, it, yeah, it's a very like conflicted thing in my head right now. No, I totally get that. I feel that I very much feel that for clowning in that. And I wanted to be a performer. I wanted to be an actor. And so I started out doing that and it kind of was, I was very uncomfortable around the concept of doing clown workshops or any kind of clowning because yeah, for me, it was so sexual. Yeah. So, okay. I, I'm really, really interested in how clowning then happened for you because when we met at Capcom I had no idea and it was very exciting and fun to be like okay yeah let's do this and I feel like you're such a natural so for me um I don't know it it's always been like kind of like a side thing I've never really explored it and then I've always enjoyed like the gamification of kink or like like I like wham and gunge and things Mm -hmm. like that and it just fits with all of that Yep. You know, in a, in a way. So like I've seen your stuff on Twitter and it was like, "Oh, that's hot. That's hot." And like mm-hmm. but I like I said I never really explored it. So when I saw you were at Cap, I was like, "Now's my chance." Like <laughs> like now is my chance gonna... to run away with the circus. Yeah. So, you know, I, I figured we'd go up, we'd try it and and we did and you know, it's fun and like I've always thought about like putting together a clown look and like getting a nose and like all that stuff. And then like, I got to try all that stuff on with you and I'm like, okay, it's happening. There goes my bank account. Like, yep. Hey, I mean, that happens it for a lot of kinks. Actually that's happened to me with stuff where it's like, I guess now I'm going to spend all this money on this gear, but I love when that, I love doing that for someone. I love seeing like, Oh, you really enjoy this. This is awesome you're going to have so much fun exploring this yeah. in everything. Okay, so how did kink start for you? What what was the origin? Was it ABDL first? ABDL is definitely the, uh, the original desire, and it is the strongest desire still to this day. But I started like kind of just a lurker on mm-hmm. some of the sites uh, before I was 18. Uh, but oh, I yeah. stayed as a lurker. Like I, I did not interact with anybody. Yep. Same. But as I grew older, uh, I, at 18, I think it was 18, 18 or 19, probably somewhere around there. There was a post about at, at the time I was living in New York. Uh, there was a post about a uh, diaper party. And I was like, ah, I'm going to go to this diaper party. Wait, hang on. Sorry. The, you just went from, I guess I had such a, I had so much trepidation at that age. So I'm just like, that's so cool that you were like, yeah, I'm into this. I'm just going to go. It was just like that. Or was it like that you kind of. Oh, it was absolutely terrifying. It was absolutely <laughs> terrifying for me. Now, mind you, I, I lived on Long Island. So like the party was in Queens. So I had to take the Long Island Railroad into New York City, <laughs> transfer on multiple subways to get to this person's house. And I remember walking in and being like, there it is. Like there are people in abdl like there's onesies and pacifiers and like all of this stuff is right in front of me like it it was like an out-of-body experience and i did not have any like 
there weren't really ABDL diapers, but there was like, you know, the primo medical grade, which you can't get in the US. Like you can't just go to a store and get like, you know, a plastic backed diaper here in the US. You get the cheap fake cloth pull up pieces of crap. So like, that's all I can access as like an 18 or 19 year old living with my parents. So I remember I bought like a pack and I wore like six or seven of them to layer it up. So you couldn't see through the cheap clothness and uh-huh. just to make it look a little more substantial. Wow. At this uh, party. And then at this it, party, just at someone's, it's a house party as well, which I'm like, yeah, it was this an apartment even... in New York city. And that wow. is actually, that party was where I met donkey dope. Oh, wow. He was my like very first big bro. He offered me, and Abina M4, and I did not know how to change against a wall. So I went in the bathroom and I like laid down in this queen's apartment. Now, mind you, bathrooms in New York City apartments are not huge at all. Uh-huh. So like, it's like literally the square between the toilet and like that takes up half of the side of the tub. So like, there's probably like a you know, three foot by three foot square of floor space that I'm struggling to put this padding on. And I remember putting it on all uh, sorts of crooked and donkey dope being like, "Uh, I'm going to help you with that next time. And yeah, he was like the one of my first like ABDL friends. Oh my God, that's amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's and awesome. The person that hosted the party ended up starting a website called ABDLC, ABDL Community, mm. and I became an admin on that site. Which I mean, I don't know how long you've been in the scene, but this was this was like two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, and so like I was an admin on there, and I was an admin on Are You Padded, and that's kind of like how my uh, ABDL origins really like kind of flourished. Wow. Um, and I met people. I love that you have been kind of in the scene from the get-go, right? Because like, so I took a very long time to get here. I I was very conflicted about like being an actor and being afraid of, you know, this information getting out and mm-hmm. I, I don't know, being blackmailed or, or something. So I just, I was so closeted and it wasn't until the pandemic, it wasn't until after the pandemic that I like fully came out to my partner and... He was the one who was like, go and engage with this community. Go meet these people that you've been talking to online. You've never done anything with anyone. Yeah. So I love that you've really been able to plant roots kind of from the get-go and build from there. That's really, that's really, really cool to me. Yeah. There's, I mean, like at the same time that that was happening too, like I was, because that was like the time when I, like I really started like diving, you know, feet first into this. Like it's always been like kind of a, you know, a secret, you know, I didn't mm-hmm. want anybody to know even ABLs. Yep. And like, so I started looking for like a daddy and um, I kind of stumbled across like a family dynamic, um, which I was a part of for a while. And that, um, that was interesting. I mean, I'm sure people that are ABDL and, and uh, listen to this probably know exactly which group I'm talking about, which you know, the, it has its goods, it has its bads, and, mm-hmm. you know, made its enemies, but it, it shaped me to who I am today. Um, because I thought the the idea of this, like, group dynamic was really interesting to me. And it's something that I enjoyed. And but like, you know, there was, 
some toxic relationships in there. And, you know, eventually mm. I, I grew out of that and it's kind of like what I want to do now. Like I, I, I like the dynamic of like that family group, but I, I want to do it in the correct way mm-hmm. where, you know, it's all loving and, and, you know, all around support, but like, yeah. you know, so I, I kind of want to be the daddy I always wanted, you know? Yeah. Uh, not to therapize too much, but like, I totally get that. There is something about like a lot of my therapy <laughs> revolves around like having to accept that, like, I need to be the parent that I wasn't for myself and that that's actually okay. Yeah. And I don't know. I think maybe there's, there's something that I bring from that into kink where my nurturing side with littles is very much like, I want to give you the experience that I didn't have. And then also I think I equally crave having a very like caring experience with a daddy. So I very much love. Yeah. I I really like the idea of that family dynamic because it just makes me think of how it's the same thing as like drag houses or, or or packs or or that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. It's like you, you find your people, you find your family and then you create what you actually want this to be as opposed to, you know, what we had growing up. Yeah. And I will say actually lurking is a really, I've said before, like I I also started out as a lurker. I wasn't interacting because I was underage, but it was really important for me to see that there are other people like me. And so I really don't begrudge anyone who is not ready to take that next step and is kind of, you know, lurking online. I do, however, have absolutely zero fucking patience for people who (laughs) make plans and don't show up. Oh, oh, me neither. Like, that's not what I mean when I'm talking about lurking. Like I'm talking about I was not ready to do this. And so I'm I'm totally fine with yeah, interacting, you know, with people who are, you know, not ready either. That's like a really good way, like to make plans with me and to not show up is a really good way to get on my bad side. Like I just have no patience. Okay. I I'm not gonna name names. Don't. <laughs> even though I feel like I have the fucking right to. There is a, a London ABDL who's who's quite um I don't know he's he's sort of sort of big online anyway who we start talking messaging before go to meet up for a, for a drink just for a drink and a chat yeah. stood me up and then messages me being like so sorry I got really nervous and I'm like okay I will give you another chance I want you to know it's okay to be nervous and you know it's fine I'm a lot of people wouldn't okay let's do this again but I'm not getting fucking stood up stands me up again so I was just like fuck off see uh, for me i will the first time i will you know totally make plans with you let's do this at this time i'll clear a block of time you know we'll have lunch you stand me up i am no longer clearing anything for you if i'm free sure i'll go out and meet you if i'm not free i'm not i'm not changing anything i'm not canceling plans yeah yeah if something comes up you know after that i i am not going out of my way traveling to no 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 I'm Absolutely. still completely friendly to them, though. Like, if yes, I see yeah, you yeah. at a party, I, hey, how are you? So great to finally meet you. I, I'm just not, I, I don't have the time to to do that. Like, my schedule is sometimes, um, because not only do I work, but I volunteer as well. So my schedule mm-hmm. is sometimes go to work, I immediately go to volunteer, after I volunteer, I go to sleep. I go home and I go right to sleep. And when I wake up, I go right to work again. And it's like, I don't have time for someone yeah. to stand me up. Like I, 
I am normally clearing time for you. So if you don't respect my time, I can't respect you. And that's the thing. Like, I really want to be a positive experience for other people because I know what it's like to be nervous and be on the other side of it at the same time. You can only fuck me over so many times. I'm not going to travel to meet you somewhere if I don't even know if you're going to show up. Like, if I'm passing through, sure, but, like, ugh, that annoys me. Yeah, like, if, if circumstances happen that we meet, like I said, I will still remain friendly, even if you yeah. stood me up a, yeah. a million and a half times, you know? Yeah, but I'm not going to make time for you. Same. I feel like I'm too... <laughs> I give too many chances like that. I, I, I know that there's... I mean, it's a fine line, and, like, how do you... Whatever. You'd be totally in your rights not to, but... Ugh, yeah. Um, I wanted to... Because I'm very interested in how we all learn to accept ourselves. And like of all the challenges we face as Kingsters, I think that really is the hardest thing because it's the biggest step. It's the first step. Yeah. What was it that sort of made you go like, fuck it, this is who I am? Like, did you, did you, was there a moment like that where you... It was, it was a real struggle because like my family was not accepting of much, like anything that fell outside of um, the norm, they, I shouldn't say they, but one specific family member who I lived with really did not accept that. And they were kind of the leader of the household. Um, And it was very tough for me to accept anything I did. Like I, I was gay, I was kinky, I was ABDL, like, you know, and that was another toxic relationship, really toxic relationship, you know, and I don't think it's too much for this podcast. So I'll just say it, but like occasionally violent. Um, and, uh, so it was very hard. And I think going to those parties in New York city and like being a part of that family experience really showed me that I'm not alone. Like, there are other people that do this and, you know, talking with people, they have their own struggles. They have their own methods of, you know, hiding things from their family and, you know, sh- showing me that love and support that I needed got me through that. And it, it, it was just that, like, that constant reminder in my head that like, you know, you, you're, there are other people like you, you're not alone, you mm-hmm. know, you are normal, you know? I mean, there is no such thing as normal, but like, right. you know, you are a standard issue person yes. you know, that has their own secrets, their own desires and that constant reminder. And that's what makes cons so great. Like going to a convention is mm-hmm. like, oh, here are other people. Like, here's my mental reset of like, I'm not a loony person. Like, you know, like I, it is one of the hardest things to realize that you are not the problem. And yeah, I grew up with a father who I, in his eyes, I was the cause of all his problems. And so it's, it's a really hard thing to have to rail against mentally, because as a child, even though you can intellectually come to understand that those things that you're hearing about yourself aren't true, you still you still internalize them and you still punish yourself in the way that you would most of the time. So I certainly like would give myself such a hard time about such minor stuff yeah. preemptively without even kind of 
meaning to it didn't matter and it's the cause of so much of my my own anxiety so yeah coming to accept any part of myself i thought all of these things i thought this was the worst part of me and now i'm just like this is one of the coolest parts of me this is one of the most fun and innovative and creative and also i think it's where i put a lot of my silliness my goofiness my you know i like being embarrassed in kink because there's no harm to being embarrassed in in kink when we're playing you know we're playing it's play yeah so i think there's so much of it which is like for me all my kinks being a very joyous social thing it's like that so much of it is to do with escaping that like self-punishing and feeling embarrassed or feeling inadequate or feeling not yeah like yeah like a loony person like i'm the one weirdo and as soon as i saw that there were other people that was the first step for me as well yeah like definitely reaching out and and creating that support group like i had a few abdl friends some of them i still keep in contact with but I would get into fights at home and I would, you know, I would immediately call them and mm. just, this was before I, I actually did not have uh, access to the internet growing up. So like Yahoo messenger and, and AOL messenger were a thing. Um, but I didn't have like, you know, access all the time. So a lot of times I would call them up on the phone and mm. we would just chat about, you know, things to calm me down. And that was some of my, my worst arguments growing up were because like when my, my family realized that that's how I coped with things, like that was something that they would take away. They would immediately remove the phone and like, you know, immediately disconnect like phone lines and things. So I could not contact my friends. And I'm like, that is what, you know, saves us here, you know? Yes. Like that Everyone is, needs that, that is my That's... coping me- mechanism. And like, I, you know, I, I, I definitely feel that there was some anger that got into, you know, the, the discipline area of parenting that, well, it's also, it really shouldn't cross over. Yes. And, and also that is not, that is not disciplining. That is, yeah, it's abusive. I mean, that's, yeah, you're taking away a, the way that we decompress and, and, and deal with things. Mm-hmm. If you do that to anyone, that's just, we all need as, as a right and not a privilege, our little space, our, you know, a little area, our little, whatever it is, privacy and support. That's yeah. Shit. Yeah. And you know, I, I think that's what, um, like any of my littles, because I, I have, I should mention, I have three littles that I speak to fairly regularly. What I'm about to talk about is mostly about my little Sammy, uh, at New Kid Sammy on Twitter. But we sit down and talk regularly about, you know, just life and their stresses with, you know, school or, or home life or, or whatnot. And, you know, I, I, I really enjoy those therapy sessions. Hmm. And yeah, I mean, I hope they do too. I mean, well, yeah, otherwise you wouldn't have them, right? (laughs) (laughs) Where did the, where did your daddy side come from? Because you are the daddy of the degenerates. (laughs) My, like I said, um, I've kind of always become, I've always wanted like very specific things out of a daddy. And I, I just felt like I can do it better than what I received as a little 
because my little side is not really there anymore, to be honest. It, it has kind of dissolved. Uh, I went to the big bro thing for a while and it just, it wasn't uh, there for me. And I, I think that I ha- had some negative experiences with daddies, not, not just mm-hmm. one, but multiple. And so I was kind of skeptical to give myself the title of daddy because it was kind of like a negative thing in my mind. Hmm. But once I embraced it, like I felt that one, it's something that is, there's not enough to go around in the community. Like everybody's a little, I'm sorry, but you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being a little, but like everybody's a little, Hmm. you know, and then you have like, a good amount of big bros or people that play big bro or, or bounce back and forth or alphas or, or whatever, you know, they are, but like the, the middle, uh, yeah. role, there's, there's My. a good amount of them. Then yeah. daddies, there's like, there's not a lot. And mm. I think that, um, so once I, I embraced the title of daddy, I had so many people coming at me and I was like, I was like, I love this. You know, I love the attention, but Mm. like, I also love filling that need that people have in, in their kink scene, you know? And sometimes it's just talking to me. Like if anybody reaches out to me on Twitter, I'm, unless they say something really, really dumb, (laughs) um, you know, just a little dumb, I might, you know, correct them and, and probably tell them the way to go about things. But you know, I'm going to talk to them and that sometimes makes them feel just great about themselves. Just the conversation, you know, not even like a, you know, an actual scene or an in-person, you know, meeting. Yeah, which I definitely, because that connection, I don't know, not everybody is is like this, but I just don't care for a scene or a session that doesn't involve a connection with someone that I'm going to enjoy spending time with in the time around that scene. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I need to know that we can have a, a laugh and hang out. Yeah. I get that. And I really appreciate wanting to fill that role in a really positive way. And I think there's yeah. a really great way of, of turning that, like that word around in your mind. Yeah. And I, you know, I definitely have my own, unique spin to it if anybody has met me in person there's plenty of insult humor (laughs) um Mm -hmm. but you know in a fun loving way and you have to feel that stuff out because like not everybody's about it and i get that yeah and and i i I am (laughs) (laughs) i i love that i also love that's right you are you little loser (laughs) (laughs) oh my god you as a clown right now i'm just (laughs) Dude, it's these moments where I look at and I'm like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> Here I am. I spent 45 minutes in the bathroom dressing as a clown. Fuck yeah. Just for you. <laughs> just to see me smile. But it's fun. It's fun. Like, yeah. You know, and, I, and why the hell not? Yeah, do it. it. Like, splash your life with color for fuck's sake. <laughs> I try. <sighs> so beautiful. Okay, I have a question about. <laughs> something we were talking about so i've mentioned this so many times how like yeah i love being corrupted but i can just tell that i'm slowly starting to slip down the rabbit hole of (sighs) the blorty butts but 
<laughs> so I'm sort of like, I've gotten to the point where farting is for me, like the gateway because that bridge, people have made that accessible to me. And I'm like, okay, I see that. That's yeah, silly and childish and loud and funny and clowny. Got it. Yeah. And the inflation and like that whole thing. Totally cool. Smells not super into, but coming round to, there's a lot of smells I used to think were gross, but coming round to, it was more the sound and the action. But you don't like farts. Nope, not at all. But you like bloody butts. Yeah. Um, Explain that to me. So like, I don't, I don't even know. I can't even explain it. It's just, <laughs> it just, nope. I don't know. So to be honest, like I don't really like the act of someone, you know, being messy in front of me is not really all that enjoyable. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a huge chore to clean up. It, it yeah. smells and, you know, but all of that negative gets trumped by one. I'm fulfilling a need that they really, really enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, multiple needs, you know, there's that being cared for. There's the, the subtle humiliation. Um, yes. Subtle. So I, 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 <laughs> I, I put that stuff aside <laughs> for the little, you know, because, yeah. and, and that's what I enjoy. Like, that's what keeps me going because like, you know, would I like to sit in a room with a bunch of people that poop their pamps, you know, and it, it you know, I'd probably want to leave eventually, but like creating that, that experience for them is what makes it worth it for me. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like there's no experience around gas, like flatulence, like that. I, I don't know. They, I see. I see what you're saying. That there is no caregiving that yeah. comes with that. That's just yeah. So for me, it's definitely the it's the humiliation that I enjoy, and so there is also something to making someone squirm. You know, it's kind of like oh, you're trying to hold it in, and I like playing with air in that in that way as well. Yeah, because you can pump you can pump air up people, and oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. I pumped just... a lot of things up, people. <laughs> <laughs> I also find that really fun. Like you can, you can totally like expand your belly with air. Anyway, <laughs> and then it, you squeeze the farts out. See, that for me is like that is embarrassing, and I can kind of get the yeah. If I were to poop my pants, that would be kind of mortifying. And then you have to get taken by the hand and an adult needs to take care of you now because you pooped your pants. I can see that. But then again, yeah, I haven't found my, no one's quite hooked hooked me yet. (laughs) Well, also I feel like the thing with messing is like, it's like the point of no return. So like there is happening. It's happening. It's happened. Yeah. It's happened. You can't go back. You, you know, where like, I feel like gas, like, it happens and then it, it dissipates, you know. Right. Yeah. But yeah. like, no, you are like there is a point of like, nope, you gotta change, you gotta, you know, get cleaned up, like, you know. Yeah. And it's not going away unless you make it go away. Yeah. Like so I, I think that like point of no return in the the humiliation of it is is fun too. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I also don't know how well designed diapers are when it comes to mess really 
Like as in you you can't you can't hold it. Like it needs to be changed. Right? Yeah. I mean, yes and no. I mean, <laughs> depends on the setting, but like I mean, you can't go a week with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean like you can you can pee in a diaper for ages. Well, in theory, not me because I just fucking leak all the time. But like you can swell that balloon and you can layer it up and you can really yeah. kind of like you can have a big waddle butt going. But once you've pooped, you've pooped. It's kind of like Well, I will say, um, I think padding is great at like you do not smell like it, my opinion. I mean, I guess some people might have more sensitive nostrils than me but like i feel like when someone messes there is a you have a good amount of time to get to like if it were to happen in a public area you have an amount of time to get to a spot where you can clean it up Uh in an acceptable amount of time this is reminding me of my friend who (laughs) he likes to mess and um when i was staying with him he told me this this had only happened recently he got locked out and he had to have his neighbor call their landlord. And meanwhile, he had messed himself. And he'd just like gone outside quickly and locked himself out and then realized, and this took like an hour and he was waiting with the neighbor and trying to act normal and he could smell it. And <laughs> Oh, baby. <laughs> do, you, do you think you, I don't know if this is a fair thing to ask, but do you think that like, you have maybe less of a like a higher tolerance for the stuff the stuff of the butt i i i don't think i do actually because like for instance going to capcom like it was a very conscious thought of like am i going to allow this or am i not Uh like and it is a mental like and we know what the answer to that was (laughs) yeah um it, it is a mental preparation too to like to do it like you know but like once you do it once i'm, I'm set for the weekend like the <laughs> you know quota like, filled yeah like, I, mean, I mean not like i'm i'm not okay with changing anybody else it's just like you know the i've done it i've done it once i could do it again i could do it again i could do it again but yeah like you know it's not an easy thing to do it's not an easy thing to clean up and the fun fact uh not this capcom that i met you at but the the previous one um and if this person is listening which there's a chance they might be they 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 might recognize the story but they came to my room they messed and so i told them to go pick out padding and i laid them down and they were like wait a minute you're changing me and i'm like yes and they were like, what? <laughs> like, they they were like, didn't know what to do. Like, did not know what to do. They were like, I, I thought I was just going in the shower. Uh, what? What? You're, nope, you're doing it right here. I'm like, yeah. Like, and, and they loved the experience. And they were, as in they didn't think that you would want to, or they, or they w- thought that they were just going to stay in it and eventually be sent to the shower. They thought that one, they were just going to be sent to the shower right Um, right they've never experienced it right they've never experienced like that type of change so it was like the embarrassment but they enjoyed it and like Mm. and that was a lot of fun like it was a lot of fun to to give them that first time experience and like 
wow. create that memory with them. And I brought it up to them multiple times this Capcom, um, just teasing them. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, I have. I was just thinking about this because I was thinking about my little and how I'm not. I'm I'm steadily becoming not completely opposed to the idea. Like I've said so many times, like I'm not changing your messy butt, but. I've had to wipe his bottom before and had to, I've got, yeah. Like it was, there was a, I was like, actually there's happened like a couple times now where I've been like, okay, stay there. I'm just going to, I'm just going to wipe your butt <laughs> like <laughs> mid change. But I just, yeah, I've never encountered poo ever really, which I know don't cancel me. I, I've I've never had a problem with anal and and poo like that's just never appeared somehow. Yeah, I mean I don't. I've never cleaned out, but it's just never appeared. Like if you do your research, like once it is outside of you, like you're not going to. As long as it doesn't go inside of you, you're safe. You're fine. Like don't eat it. Don't rub it in your eyes. Don't have open cuts. Like and you'll be absolutely fine. Duh, duh. I just mean that I've never really come face to face with that. And I think as a society, we're very like, about it. But I, I've just, I feel like I'm, I have to work myself up to the idea of, I do like, I I did really enjoy that. I did really enjoy like taking care of him in that way. And I was kind of like, Hmm. Yeah. I could maybe do this for, yeah, I don't know what I would want to try first, which way around would make the most sense to me, but like have to encounter it and then deal with it or have it done. I don't know. But I, but yeah, I, there's also something about it where people have said to me before that like, oh, but you know, every now and again, you sort of come across it, you know, and I'm like, what? No, that's never happened to me. I mean, is this where I get told that I have a magic butt? <laughs> I guess so. Like, I mean, I definitely like. Someone said that to me at, like before I, I I would like willingly change a messy diaper. Um, like I, I had littles with like plugs and stuff and, you know, yeah. we had to do some cleanup afterwards, you know, things sure. like that. And it, it happens. Um, and Not to me, apparently, you know, I've been around messy people before, I think, but I don't know. I, it, it's always just kind of, even like the first messy diaper change, it's just kind of, it almost happened coincidentally because I, had talked to a little about messing and they kind of just assumed that I was okay changing it. And I was like, that's a big assumption. (laughs) It it was, but like also like with, because I, I'm pretty sure we, we had role played the idea of it. So like, it wasn't really completely out of the question. Uh, And then I met them in person and, uh, they went into the kitchen area and hid behind the counter, filled their pamps, and and I just changed them. Like and it yeah. and it was a little bit of like okay, like <laughs> mentally preparing to do this and like, uh-huh. uh, but I didn't have any gloves or anything like, and that was like a tool that I I used later on in my like gloves, you know, just rubber gloves. Um, yeah. But this Capcom, I, I actually uh, decided to take the glove safety net away. And, oh, right. Okay. You know, because some people also don't like that. Like, you know, some people love that. Some people don't mm. care. But uh, yeah. there are people that 
I think I'd enjoy that. That don't like that. That like they're like, oh, now I feel dirty and yeah, right, right. Gross You've made or... it clinical, and now I feel yeah, yeah. yeah. So but then like... I, I would totally love. See, now I'm just picturing you changing me and putting the gloves on, and I'm like, because yeah. I like to make changes very embarrassing, and like I'll make them smell it if they're into that, you know, and be like, wow, oh, pu, so much pee in here, and like really yeah. kind of you know make it silly and embarrassing and make them feel like a baby oh i definitely have my changing tricks like definitely Uh so all right so uh one of my big bros at gold star big bro on twitter i think that's it Uh anyway they go by gold star big bro they are like a huge inspiration into my like daddy big bro side a lot of i i completely steal a ton of their jokes and they know it and they <laughs> literally at capcom they said to me um they they made a joke and said please give me at least a few months before you start using this one because it's it's really good um i love your dad joke <laughs> so a lot of his changing tricks i totally reuse so there is one where i take the fresh diaper and I drape it over the head. And this is, like I said, I have to give Gold Star Big Bro the credit for this because this is his ingenious that I've totally recycled. And then you make the little go, hear ye, hear ye, Parliament is now in session. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm glad you didn't do that one to me. <laughs> <laughs> I should have, you're English. Yeah, you should have. That would have been the perfect time. I, yeah, actually, I would have really cracked up. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I've definitely adopted sort of the tips and tricks. Okay, I tell you who's a really good um, diaper changer is Draven, Draven Navarro. He does really, really embarrassing diaper changes. And I was it, it was it was really, really fun while it was happening. But I was also just like, I this is how I do it. This is all my favorite like things to do. Yeah, I definitely have like a little arsenal of of things. I do like doing uh, the powder butt where I'll like, mm. I'll, my finisher move is like just powdering their whole, like get, get the legs up and we've done everything now. We're all ready to tape up. Let's just make sure we get this one little bit and then poof, and it goes poof, straight in the hole. I uh, love when littles complain that I use too much powder because do you know what they get? more powder half the fucking bottle in their diaper i'm not even kidding no you do love to powder and i love that like yeah i remember you said like i like to use a lot of powder and i was like make it christmas (laughs) make it snow (laughs) make their crotch look like charlie sheen's coffee table (laughs) (laughs) yeah i love a good i love a good powder moment yeah i mean and sometimes i throw like I'll throw a little bit of powder on their clothes yep. just to make it, you know, a little miserable. <laughs> <laughs> just to make your life a little bit miserable. See, I'm still not very good at padding myself. This is the thing. I started, because I'm I'm more used to padding others than yeah. I am myself. And I uh, I started out like being padded by other people. And that's like kind of how I got into it. And like, Totally, the embarrassing babying, you know, that whole experience. I love doing that. I love having that done to me. So yeah, I, I remember the first event I went to and everyone was padded and they were like, oh, you know, well, you should go get padded up. And I was like, okay, but 
I don't want to do it myself. Yeah. I, I, I do it badly as well. Like to me, it makes sense to do it on someone else. Like I, I line the tapes up the wrong, like it, it's, I'm looking at it backwards when I do it on me is how I feel. Yeah. And I don't, well, I don't like that. I mean, and also it's about the experience. Like yeah, I want to be belittled and babied and embarrassed yeah. and they'll do when, a better job anyway. One of my first ABDL parties, I remember I like, I was like, oh, someone changed me and someone did. And I was like, now what? It's over. Like, oh, now I got to fucking fill this thing to get that again? Uh-huh. Like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember being like, how little can I wet this and still Aww. be able to justify a change? Because I just want to get back. You can flood it and leak. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm an awful person person at hydrating myself i really am and i always have been i'm trying to get better better i bought myself a uh a water bottle and i bring it to work and i try to drink i can just hold it like i still find it hard to wet myself because that was like a big mental hurdle like it takes a lot of concentration that's a mental hurdle for a lot of people a lot of new abdls like wedding and then like Let's not even get into like wedding while sitting down or oh my god, while, like, how laying down. Like <laughs> you need to like relearn it in every single fucking position. Okay, were you in the hypnosis workshop when I was? No, in I didn't do anything this Capcom <laughs> but meet people. Like I really have not. Okay, so when I, I that was um, that was clown day. Well, I had more than one clown day, but I was like fully clowned up. <laughs> And I'm yeah. sitting there and I really need to pee, but I'm sitting on the chair. So I'm like, how do I, how do I do this? How do I pee? And it gets to the point where I've been trying for so long that I'm just like, fuck this. I really, really, really need to pee. And so I'm trying to like bend over without it being too noticeable. And it got to the point where I just couldn't take it anymore. And I just, in my big shoes with my huge hat and my huge nose, just knelt, got off my chair, knelt down on the ground and just knelt and everybody could see that I was pissing myself. And I pee, like, I was there for a good, like, two minutes. It's just peeing. You said this was the hypnosis panel? Yeah. It, it should have been, like, the the humiliation panel. Oh, I went to that. Could... That was great. That one was they, really fun. They could have turned everything on you and been like, <laughs> he's peeing himself! <laughs> <laughs> the clown's peeing! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's your humiliation, clown. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> God, I love hearing you say the word clown. <sighs> clown. Clown. <laughs> anyway, I'm so excited. Okay, I'm just noticing the time. Do you have a yay? Did I even remember to tell you this? To bring a no. yay for the day? I nope. swear I told you to. <laughs> okay, so sometimes we go to like kind of dark places on the pod. And so I always just like to end on a high. So just like... Anything that's made you smile this week, whatever it is, it can be anything. Well, I'm very excited because FWA, which is Furry Weekend Atlanta, is coming up in two weeks. Um, And what made me smile yesterday was I completely forgot to take off for it. And uh, so literally in the morning, I was like, holy shit, did I take off work for this? And I looked and I did not. Um, So I put in the request and literally that night, Yesterday night, my manager sent me the email that my request off had been approved, which means that he looked at the requests 
like that afternoon. Like I put in this request at the very last possible moment. And that made me happy that I got off. Because, <laughs> you know, I've already paid for this trip. Like, <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that made me happy. Yay. And I want to say. Yeah. Th- to anybody listening, if you um, know of me online and see me at FWA or Megaplex, which is the other furry convention I go to, and I host the baby for meet and greet if you go to it. But anyway, if you see me, say hello. I had two people reach out to me that said they saw me at Capcom and were afraid to say hi to me. So yeah, if you see me, say hello. Totally, totally. I think that I think uh, I, I've done that before. There was um, somebody that I saw at Folsom, and I was like, I didn't say hello because I didn't, I, I didn't know how. It was like my first time. But I met loads of other people, so then I felt very silly for that. So totally understand that. Like totally, totally get it. But yeah, that's that's really great. I totally agree as well. Like people said, they saw me at Cap and didn't say hi, and I was like, please say hi. I want to know who you are. I mean, reach out on my Twitter, like message me on Twitter and I will find time to meet you yeah, if you totally. don't want to say hi in person. Yeah. That's also a great yay. Okay. So my yay I already mentioned is my new clown suit because fuck, this thing is so cool. I um, That's the latex one that you showed me? Yes. So it's custom. It was made by Fetish Daddy Gear. I'll link their uh, socials um, here in London. And I... Just I, I I wanted a rubber cat suit that was like a clown suit, and we designed this like colorful purple and yellow and red and blue suit. And my it looks great. It's I love it. It's so 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 cool. There's a zip on my my butt cheeks are uh, different colors, and then there's a zip right down my crack. So it's everything is just perfect, and it's like super super silly goes really great we so uh, i picked it up today and we did like a whole photo shoot with my big clown hands and gloves and nose and makeup and everything so i'm really so excited for that from a latex fetishist to a a new latex fetishist uh-huh. i guess right um so a couple of questions one is it like rear entry? Is it front entry? Is it shoulder entry? It's, it's back entry cuz i thought okay. i would i thought that i I don't trust myself with a neck entry i feel like i would break it yeah i mean that's a great choice and then did you get it chlorinated i don't know so probably not so did you need powder or lube to get in it yeah okay so it's probably not chlorinated which is fine they dunked it in something it makes it slicker help helps it get on easier it also keeps a little bit of a a shine i don't think so i don't think it is because we needed a good amount of just like, you know, they sort of lubed it up. Yeah. It also makes it more delicate. So like for mm-hmm. a f- fursuit, I don't normally recommend it. But mm-hmm. but yeah. Also, if you get get yourself a lanyard for the suit, can clip it onto the zipper, zip yourself up, unclip it. Smart. Smart. That yep. is the best smart, way to smart, get smart. in and out of that by yourself. Yep. Smart. Oh, the other thing is I got um, two. So I've got a cod piece that just goes with the colors. And then I've got an inflatable red cod piece, which is like a big red nose. Yes, I love that. <laughs> I had a, a latex suit with a cod piece and it broke. Fun fact, I worked a gig that um, had a leather competition in it. And I am not a leather person. Um, but I 
busted out my latex suit and i was like i'm gonna work in a fucking latex suit Fuck. and i did and they brought me out i i don't know if they I, no they didn't bring me out on stage um but they and they talked they told the audience there is someone back there working in a latex suit you know at this fetish competition like and it, it was a vanilla company so like right. it wasn't like a pink company that was that was running this but i was like do you know what what the hell like let people know I'm into rubber. Yeah, that's cool. I am currently having a leather clown suit made. A leather clown suit? Mm-hmm. Are we off the record? No, we can talk about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's being made uh, in Berlin. Um, Tisk Berlin is is working on it, and I'm going to go pick it up in a few weeks. How exciting. <laughs> so that's a big yay. Yeah, that well, yeah, it is a big gay. Yeah, I'm very, very excited. Um, I was originally I was going to have it for Capcom, but it didn't work out that way. Um, but I'm so glad I have it now. It's so cool. So, yeah, I'm gonna be taking very good care. I've been given very, very uh, a, a long list of instructions and how to take care of it. So, yeah, I'm gonna be treasuring it with my life. Anyway, thank you so much for uh, talking with me today. Where can people find you online? Uh, online, my uh, Twitter is at PlaybillPup, P-L-A-Y-B-I-L-L-P-U-P. It's a locked account, so you have to have diaper content to get in. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I'll be at FWA Megaplex, and I attend um, Capcom as well. So if you go to any of those conventions, I will be there. Clowning around? Clowning around. I, I'm... <laughs> Actually, Megaplex has a clown con panel. Okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe I'll have to come. <laughs> uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at T Stota. We don't do Instagram anymore. Those fuckers. Those fuckers. I'm just going to make another one. I'm so sorry. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that really hurt me. Uh, anyway, thanks for clowning around with me today. And join us next week as we go under the big top. Hey there, horny listeners. We talk a lot about safety on this podcast, and that includes the importance of safe toys that are actually designed for sexual pleasure. Bunny Shop's carefully curated products are body safe and prioritize quality, aesthetics, and safety. Bunny Shop takes a boutique approach to shopping for adult toys, with a wide range from affordable gems to unique luxury items for all experience levels. What I like most about Bunny Shop is the approachability. They've created such a welcoming space, and none of it's dark, intimidating, or feels like it's gatekeeping. And if you like pink, they've got you covered. Bunny Shop also donates a percentage of all sales to a non-profit of your choice. Plus, they ship quickly and discreetly. Let go of your shyness and embrace your self-love journey with confidence. Save 20% off your order today when you use my code BIGTOP. Visit bunnyshop.com, that's B-U-N-N-Y-S-H-O-P-P-E dot com. Spelt with two P's and an E at the end. Don't be shy, let your freak flag fly.